everyone, it is Monday, August 31st, 2020, and this is a scrap story episode of the Salvage Title Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bryce Lake, and while we're normally here to talk to you about uh, car news, car culture, and car whatever, this tends to be something where I just want to talk about something that's car-related that, I don't know, might have flown under the radar. And boy, oh boy, there is a story uh, that's kind of going around today that I don't really think is getting the kind of press it deserves, and that is uh, this announcement by Condi. Uh, It's a Chinese vehicle manufacturing company that they are planning to basically begin assembling their cars in the United States uh, within the next year or so. Now, if you haven't heard of the Condi brand before, uh, it's pretty easy to forgive you just because uh, they are a Chinese car manufacturer that builds very affordable EVs. And these cars are largely meant to be, you know, urban commuter vehicles. Uh, Some of their vehicles do have a little more distance capability, um, but really the highlights are that they are meant to be affordable utilitarian, uh, you know, transport. Condi had announced earlier in August that they had intentions to begin selling their cars in the United States as early as the end of this calendar year, Uh, but there really doesn't seem to be a whole lot of movement on that front, simply because, you know, crash test standards uh, and other things. Uh, But what they are talking about offering here in the United States is a baseline vehicle that starts right around $10,000. It'd be pretty small, so probably around the size of a Chevy Spark, maybe a little bit larger, uh, with 100 miles of electric range. And then there would be a much larger vehicle that would start closer to $20,000. That would probably be closer in size to, say, maybe a Chevy Trax, maybe a Chevy Trailblazer somewhere around there. Uh, That one would be around $20,000 and would be able to cover about 180 miles. Now, both of these vehicles, again, have not really been seen or tested in the United States. Uh, There really doesn't seem to be any evidence that these cars would necessarily sell particularly well, um, particularly when Condi is really only looking to push these in pretty select markets to begin with. Uh, If my memory serves correctly, those initial announcements had indicated that Condi was looking to sell these cars, I think in like the Dallas, Fort Worth area in like Austin, Texas, and that was really about it. I don't know if that was maybe more for testing procedures or if it was uh, for really just to test general marketability. But overall, that doesn't seem like a very friendly area to selling Chinese vehicles. Uh, On the one hand, you know, is any part of the United States ready to receive Chinese vehicles? And... You know, the answer to that question is, well, we already have. The Buick Envision's been on sale for a few years now. That is a Chinese-designed, developed, and built vehicle. Uh, The Cadillac XT6 was largely co-developed with China. Uh, That one has sold, not exactly well, but it has sold in the United States. Uh, There have been a number of other vehicles that have crossed from the Southeast Asian market, not necessarily specifically China, uh, but in general to the United States that I would not have thought uh, would have been doing well here. But, you know, things like the Kia Seltos and the Hyundai Venue are two prime examples. Um, But we've been hearing for, you know, more than a decade, it seems like, that Geely is going to be, you know, pumping vehicles into the U.S. or that uh, Great Wall or BYD or really any 
any number of these things are going to happen, and there has been zero movement of the needle in that regard. And if Condi is able to come in here, you know, with a $10,000 electric car, is that going to be something that people are going to warm up to? Uh, I'm personally of the mindset that at $10,000, there's not really a whole lot that can go wrong with an EV like that. And, you know, there's certainly a level of depreciation that's involved with that, but it's not going to be too much worse than a comparable Nissan Leaf or a used Mitsubishi IMEV. Uh, and the good news is, is that the uh, Condi, in theory, would be coming with a warranty. Uh, but, I mean, here's the other thing, you know, is that 100-mile range that's being promised actually 100 miles, or is it 100 miles NEDC, which probably means somewhere around 70 to 75 here in the U.S.? Uh, and for the bigger car to say, you know, it has a 180-mile range, what exactly does that even mean? Uh, specifically when, you know, larger doesn't always necessarily equal better, and really... Are you getting that much more of a vehicle for $10,000? Or, for, excuse me, for $20,000, for $10,000 more? Uh, that, I don't think, seems to be particularly clear either. Uh, nevertheless, you know, it is also good to see that there are these affordable electric cars coming into the marketplace because, really, genuinely, I feel like this is the thing that's not being served particularly well here in the United States. Uh, electric cars have continued to push and stay very far up market. They have been seemingly sent off the rails with companies like Tesla and Lucid and Fisker and so many others, uh, you know, being very premium luxury vehicles. And if people are willing to make a bigger impact on the environment by switching to an electric car, you know, the prices need to come down from a very stratospheric level to something that's more approachable for a wider number of individuals. And, you know, building a car, whether it comes from China or Canada or, you know, Australia, who knows, for $10,000, that is going to be appealing to a subset of people. And I do hope that something like this eventually does happen uh, and there seems to be some evidence that it definitely could at some point uh, over in Europe uh, the car company Citroen which is now a co-owner of Fiat Chrysler in North America they have recently launched a affordable electric car that only seats two not very comfortably uh, and that one starts, I think, what is it, $8,000, six or $8,000? Like, leases for this car are like $22 a month. Um, but the car is really only designed to work in cities like Paris or Nice or, you know, Monte Carlo, places like that. And, you know, I don't really think that specific model design engineering works well here in the United States simply because while we have freeways that, you know, require a car to be able to travel it up to 70 miles an hour for a set distance in time and that's really not something that is going to be easily achieved with something that small and that affordable. Uh, on the flip side there is General Motors. General Motors has a product that they do offer in China for I think it's the equivalent of four to six thousand dollars somewhere around there uh, that has you know a 70 mile an hour or 70 mile 
battery range. It's got, you know, a decent amount of safety equipment. It's got a lot of stuff that younger people in China who they target with this car would expect in terms of comfort and convenience and other features. And, you know, there's no bones about it. It is meant to be a city car that doesn't really leave Beijing or Shanghai. And something like that, again, I think could have some level of appeal. But of course the question is, you know, can it get a Nitsa A-OK? Is it gonna be able to survive in different kinds of crash tests? What kind of certifications do you need for the battery? You know, I wouldn't think it would be too dramatically different between the Chinese market and the American market, but then again, you know, who, who really knows? So this will be an interesting story to keep an eye on. This will be an interesting story to see if other car manufacturers begin to poke and prod at this idea of a sub, a deep, well under $20,000 price point, because, uh, yeah, I think this is where things need to start heading, especially with the economy continuing to be uh, a big going question as we head into 2021 and presumably into 2022. Hey, before you completely jet off, uh, this is the part of the episode where I say that uh, my name is Brad Eslake. Uh, you can follow along with me on Twitter at twitter.com slash YSSMAN, and you can follow along with episodes of this show at anchor.fm slash salvage title. Uh, you can also type that name into just about any podcasting platform and discover us. Uh, I don't really think there's too many that we're not on anymore. Uh, in other news, I am planning to do a more, uh, I guess you call it a full fat podcast later this week. Uh, if I remember correctly, we got the Jeep Wagoneer debut. I believe there's also some other information for some uh, other electric vehicles. I think the Bolt EUV is this week as well. So hopefully there will be some interesting things to talk about as we go on. So with all that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Salvage Title Podcast.